0: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast, number seven twenty-seven. Ah, seven twenty-seven. It has a nice symmetry to it. It's palindromic. It's nice, neat, concise. I enjoy the number seven twenty-seven. Let's find out what's going on in the Nerdist community on the Nerdist community corkboard. Here's a delightful electronic missive from Rodray Quatrin. Hello, Katie, Kyle, Chris, Mad Jonah, blah, 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 blah. anybody further? uh included behind the scenes. I am a long-time listener of the Nerds Podcast. Everything that Chris's team... Blah, 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 blah. Especially helps me in a personal way whenever you exhort your listeners to go make a thing. We do. We tell you, go make a thing. Go make your damn thing. My friends and I have done just that and launched our own podcast titled The 20-Sided Theater. The basic concept is after a D&D-style party has finished their adventuring, the bard of the group takes his notes, adds some spice to them, and reworks everything into a voice play for Scry casting, or in real-world terms, a podcast. So it's sort of like a D&D episode of any sitcom, uh, but instead of watching the players and having to imagine the characters, the audience can hear the characters and vaguely imagine a group of players sitting around a table. They publish episodes 0 and 1, available on iTunes or at 20 sidedtheatercom uh, And they've parked four different spellings of that domain, so it doesn't matter how you spell 20 in words or numbers, and it doesn't matter how you spell theater with an ER or a tra. So well done, 20 Theater. Plus, we will be back next week on At Midnight at 11 p.m. New time for a few weeks before Trevor takes over The Daily Show. We're just uh, filling in the time slot starting September 8th. We'll be on at 11. We have amazing guests and fun stuff planned for an earlier time slot. Oh, my God, please watch the show. I'm nervous. You know, it's The Daily Show time slot. It's, It's hallowed ground. Please don't let everyone think we fucked it up. Please watch the show at midnight. It's back next week for three weeks, starting September 8th at 11 p.m., and then returning after that to our regular at midnight time slot at midnight. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is The Violent Femmes, who were fucking awesome. Oh my god. So we went to SIR Recording Studios in Hollywood, where we record uh, most of our music podcasts. They're very nice people, and we thank them. And uh, I'd never met the Violent Femmes before, but, of course, been a fan since forever. And uh, they were fucking rad! To the extent that uh, I requested a song, I said, would you mind playing Blister in the Sun? Which, I'm sure they hear that all the time, and they were so gracious about it. And then Gordon Gano said, sure, but you have to sing it with us. Now this is one of those moments that you fantasize about in your head where you're just in an audience and a band points at you and they're like, You! Get on stage! We need you! And of course in your head you you mildly shit your pants but you get up and do it. I heavily shit my pants. I almost didn't do it because I didn't want to ruin their song. And you know me, I like to sing songs and I know it's annoying sometimes but I just couldn't... I didn't want to be irritating about it, but they asked, and I and I was challenged, and I had to do it, and it was fucking amazing, it was amazing, truth be told, I excused myself to the bathroom before they played, I said, oh, I have to pee, I went into the bathroom and ran the song really fast to make sure I didn't fuck it up, because uh, I was very nervous, I periscoped the whole thing, um, which unfortunately you can't see anymore, but it's... It was uh, one of the most amazing experiences uh, of of my podcast life. So I thank them wholeheartedly, and you should absolutely worship the Violent Femmes. Their new EP is out right now. It's called Happy New Year. And uh, pick it up. Good dudes. Very good dudes. Which is episode number 727, which is the Violent Femmes. Katie, why can't you start just the thing? Why can't you start just one thing?
1: Now entering Nerdist.com.
0: And
2: we're also real
0: fans of the app Holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. I really appreciate nice. that.
2: It's like finally I meet somebody that I've seen on television. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. I knew I'd get a benefit out of this someday. I'm very... I, it only took like 35 years, but here we are. No,
0: this can't be the moment.
2: <laughs> um, it's one of them. Oh my
1: God, that's It's crazy. definitely one
2: of
0: them. <laughs> what do you guys watch? What else do you guys watch? Do you, do you get to watch TV much?
2: Oh, man. What else? Um, trying now to catch, and which is pretty easy to do, anytime anyone's reporting on what Trump last said. <laughs> we
0: were just...
1: <laughs> I am, like, staying up late trying
2: to... I don't care if I've seen it all oh I want to see it again. That's
0: amazing that you just said that, because we just... <laughs> that's-, <laughs> that's amazing. We just had... I just came from our Midnight Writers' Meeting for tonight, and, of course, there's a Trump thing. And the the, the the we're in this weird gray area where we're like, we can't not talk about it, but we're just perpetuating it. But it's so fucking bonkers. It's amazing stuff. And so we were thinking, like, do we just house it in its own segment, like a recurring Trump Make segment? A highlight right. reel. What
2: are you gonna do? Yeah. So uh,
0: my theory about him is that he, uh, I don't think he's, I don't think he has enough steam to win anything. But I think what's remarkable about him is that he genuinely doesn't give a fuck. And what's interesting about that in politics is that the rest of them care so much that they're all doing the dance, and he's just trolling literally every... Like, who the fuck is he appealing to? But he's appealing to people that... When people are apologetic, then I think people sort of, like, don't respect them. But even if someone says some batshit, bonkers, crazy thing... He doesn't, he doesn't, not only does he not, like, do any, he he just, like, goes harder with it. Harder! Yeah. And I think that confuses people, and they go, oh, well, I guess he must know something, because he's not... (laughs) Because he hasn't really, I mean, because if you were wrong, he would apologize, right? Because you can't say that. Well, he's also, it
2: seems like other, the the advisors and the political maybe instinct or advisor would be, then you start saying stuff like, you know, you can, like some senator or somebody that came up with statistics and then was proven that it was completely false. It was like, well, I didn't mean those. What I, my comments were not meant to be factual yeah you know, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, know you, you say something you do something but not no, no
0: he might not. be the, he might be the fucking candidate this country deserves like he <laughs> might I mean that this, this weird age because I could totally see a debate. Where if someone said, "Well, Mr. Trump, I don't I'm understand." Forward
1: that. I want yeah, to watch that. Because you, you, know, you want him to go. Oh Why don't God.
0: you shut your goddamn mouth and on live television, <laughs> you stupid piece of shit? And then everyone go, huh? and then have him go, what? And then they're it like, might, oh, I guess. Might, "That might be." It might
2: keep him going up. It might you know, in the polls, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, currently. <laughs> we, we, we just keep like seeking out like who's who, you know who's talking about it again or showing the clip again it's our
0: it's it's our own sort of <laughs> yeah. long yeah. running cultural reality show that's yeah. happening right. with, with right. Trump right. at the right. moment right. but right. it's
3: uh, I don't know I'm gonna find out this is a James Franco like art piece <laughs> like him and Donald Trump have teamed up
0: there was a theory that was floating today it's a performance today? art yeah exactly they, they hired
2: actors I guess for the first one of his announcement you
3: read about that right <laughs> no
2: Oh, he put well, out, it was a casting letter. call for the people to wear shirts about Donald Trump, and he <laughs> denied it, but they found all the evidence on
1: it. <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's a call for oh.
2: extras, like movies and stuff, and that was to come and show up and to cheer for him when well, he announces why his why, that candidacy. That's why Michael
0: Caine was there, because he just, he'll just appear and stuff. He does, like Greg yeah, yeah, stuff. But he, uh, he we, we, were, we were sort of joking that, he was going to pull his mask off, and it was going to be Shia LaBeouf. Like we were convinced <laughs> that it was going to be yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I just hope at the end, when it's all over, he's like, "Hey guys, now I'm going to level with you." I said a lot of crazy shit, but I was just trying to make sure yeah, the yeah, other like candidates the, the focused whole on the thought, real issues. Thought
2: process behind it. That yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Interesting.
0: There was a guy when I, when I went to UCLA. There was a guy who used to show up every once in a while, and he used to say very inflammatory things in the in the main quad, and all the students would you know, be really pissed off and get in his face. And apparently his tactic was to say very contrary horrible things because it got students engaged in talking about real social issues. I'd like to think that's what's happening
3: with Trump, but I think he might just be bad. It's just the most elaborate O. Henry story of them all.
0: (laughs) You you don't live in Los Angeles? Do you live in L.A.? No.
2: Now, recently, Denver, before that, New York for oh, a couple
0: decades. is a great town. I'm really liking Denver. Oh, my gosh. I'm jealous. Every, whenever By the I way, go is, Are
2: we doing it? Is this it already? I should get more on the mic. You, know. you yeah, could get yeah, on the mic, or you could right, lean
0: yeah. back. <laughs> you know, because you lean back, people hear, like, he's relaxed. He's kicked back. He's having a good time.
2: But uh,
0: you're from Wisconsin, is well, that The nice?
2: band started in Wisconsin. Yeah. And I was just talking to somebody today um, saying that. My family moved there when I was 10 years old, and then basically I lived there for 10 years. And then the band started when I was about 18. And uh, my whole time being there, going through school, um, people would say to me periodically, you're not from here, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Because my, you because know, just of, the of your way bizarre I was, accent, wait, wait, exactly. <laughs> and when I moved there, it was like, "What are these people? They they have different words for things." <laughs> yeah, it's my accent. It's my accent and my vocabulary. Sometimes I I had we different don't, words. We don't
4: even have a, a a dialect. It's like a different language there in Wisconsin. Sometimes
2: there's there's aspects of that. So my whole experience there. You're not from here. Where are you from? And my extended family was not from there. We, my father went there for his work and. Uh, and now, forever, in the whole world, I'm from Wisconsin because yep. that's, you know, that's what it says. When somebody looks up the, the bio, that's where I'm from. Well, but it's th- funny because, you know, I'm not fr- you're not from here where you're from, but now that's where I'm from because of the group. And that's, that's what fine. Where do you
1: feel like you're from? Um...
0: I ask because I have the same problem.
2: I'm,
0: okay, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not like really thinking from I used
2: anywhere. to. I used to feel like I was from New York City because I was born there. Yep. and moved out when I was a year old. But I to Connecticut. My family moved out. But I think there's those initial that are are not consciously available, but you know, soaking in everything. Yeah, you know, I think that that's there. But I don't really even feel like that's really the truth of it. You know, I don't know. I think that we're all from. Somewhere that we, we, you know, most of us
0: probably don't know. I, first of all, I think Milwaukee is a great, is a fantastic town. And I, because it's, it's got a good, Milwaukee and then also uh, over in uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, great town. And I, my theory is that it's so fucking cold most of the time in those towns that people actually go watch shows and they are engaged because it's too horrible to go outside most of the time. Anyone want to feel that from
2: Watch the cold? Show, by cold shows, regions? you mean
0: music shows or music <laughs> shows, shows or? comedy <laughs> shows. Yeah. They're good. Milwaukee and Minneapolis uh or Missona Wisconsin, both great comedy towns, I think. Or at least in my Well, my you tourism. would you should know, right? I do, but I don't yeah. know if that's everyone's experience. That's just that's <laughs> oh, just, that's just, that's just okay. my that's just hey. my guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just in Milwaukee. I, I fucking tracked down the the Bronze fawns and took a picture with it, you know? I was excited. Oh, to that.
4: the art community are up in arms about that. <laughs> like, so we don't spend any money on public art, and then when we do, it's the font.
0: <laughs>
2: well, yeah. I didn't even know about this. Yeah. I'm not around there, so I didn't know. Although and, I like and Milwaukee. And
4: furthermore, it was we, derivative because I think Minneapolis has like this bronze Mary Tyler Moore. So they said, let's do the same thing for Milwaukee. Where is it? I don't know. I've never it's seen right it. Right on the Where? river
0: walk. There's like oh, a yeah? there's like a walk oh, along yeah. the river.
4: That's right. I think I did see it once and I tried to <laughs> blot it out of my mind.
0: <laughs> but this is I'm here to remind you of that. <laughs> and it's amazing. I, I took a picture, I jumped on
4: its back and took a picture with it. That's one of the problems about being from Milwaukee is that people say, Wow. So that's like so that's Laverne and Shirley, right? And then like well, those are actually fictional characters. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: yeah. A lot of, the, a lot of shots,
4: people. Where's the shots brewery? They think they think it's a, a documentary.
0: <laughs> it is a documentary. Where are you hiding Arnold's? Because I know it's there. We just couldn't oh. find it.
4: We just couldn't find it before. It's based on a, a real place that still exists and makes nice milkshakes and burgers. What's the place called? Cops. I wish I'd known. That. I believe you have to jump something on a motorcycle K? to get there. I think it's that. I think it's based on that, but maybe maybe so I'm wrong. Another place that. No, so the band started in Milwaukee, <laughs> and so we're considered a Milwaukee band, but none of us live there, and uh, and haven't been there but for a long is, time. This is Brian Ritchie talking, and you can tell from he's a, you know he's born and raised Wisconsin. I'm the only actual true Milwaukeean. <laughs> <laughs> I like they're drawing um,
0: lines in the sand. It's very tribal.
4: <laughs> But now I live in Australia. so Do you really? <laughs> yeah. What part? Tasmania. Holy Man. shit. What? I guess you
2: can curse on your shit. But here's, yeah. an inter- here's an interesting <laughs>
4: thing that I found out when I, when I was in Tasmania. And this will refer back to what Gordon said about Milwaukeeans have different, different words for things. Like, for example, we don't, do not drink from a water fountain. We drink from a bubbler. So I was down in Tasmania, and someone said... Hey, uh, let's uh, let's go take a sip from that bubbler. And I said, "What? Yeah, bubbler. Is that what you call those things? Yes. So there, there's only wow. two places in the world that call these things bubbler, and it's Milwaukee and Tasmania. See,
0: sister, sister cities, areas. Mm-hmm. Tasmania's not really a city." But it's, uh, it, do you like, you must like it if you live there. What, what, what? <laughs> you sound incredulous. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, Tasmania, how often do you hear Tasmania? Like We, Tasmania. we hear it all the time. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> but how often do you meet somebody? Because usually it's like, oh, I'm from Sydney or Brisbane or Perth, you know, but I don't, I've never. Melbourne. Melbourne. From Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> uh, but I've never heard Tasmania before. Hmm. Did, well, you,
4: did you Google other places that use the term bubbler and that
0: one result came <laughs> up? I,
4: I encountered the concept of going to Tasmania when I was working at the Milwaukee Public Library, which was my last proper job before becoming a, a musician. And some, my job was to sort the books. And some books came across my desk about Errol Flynn, the actor who's from Tasmania. mm mm-hmm. And yeah, when I read about that 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 made me want to move to Tasmania. So that, that was a, a long process. And then on I got tour, interrupted by a we, band.
2: Yeah, but on tour, we got there on tour. That was your first time seeing it, right? Yeah, that's right.
4: Yeah. But we went there because I requested a gig? Really? There. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because the, the the well the agent that was booking us down there and the promoter. Uh, never sent us to Tasmania. And I was like, send us to Tasmania for once. Oh, no, 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 no. Too isolated. There are hillbillies down there. So I insisted on it, and we went there, and it was a completely sold-out show. It was packed, and it was amazing. But the place is a little bit strange. So when you when you started the
0: band, it just, it, things are so wildly different now, the way that music is distributed, the way that any, any art is distributed, that it... And even though I was alive back then, very much alive back then, and I remember, well, we listened to the radio and we bought records, I'm still having a weird time remembering, well, how did, how did we find out about stuff if it wasn't dictated by some larger company who was like, I'm going to put this on the radio? Like, what was the... How did it work?
2: Well, the thing immediately in my mind, somebody else can... Try. First of all, growing up, uh, I heard so much music in my own family... Uh, and then from there, go, you know, friends, but even older brothers and sisters. I think that stuff must, you know, we hear about it all the time with people that from their older brothers and sisters heard about our band. You know, that's how I heard about lots of stuff from older brothers and sisters. Um, and uh, so that's, that's immediately in my mind. And I think probably that's still going on, maybe with
4: different ways that, uh, I don't know, anybody yeah, here got a family Except your head- brother and, head- and sister will send you a link now. Right, exactly. But you're so yeah. you're referring to like how did people get to know about Violent Femmes back in the days when we wouldn't have been getting commercial airplay? There were there was a lot of tape dubbing. You know, people would like one person would have the vinyl and then they'd make 10 copies on cassette for their friends and those would spread around and it's probably the same syndrome as like illegal uh downloading now and probably with a similar result. You get popular. And uh also uh, back then, the college radio stations would just play whatever they wanted to, you know, like they had disc jockeys that could just choose what, what to play, any song. It wasn't, didn't have to be the single. it didn't have to be something that the record company necessarily wanted them to play, So they had a lot of choice. And there were a lot of bands like our band, and I guess REM would be another band, or all the bands from that generation benefited from that kind of programming concept. Can uh, you imagine it? Freedom. Like, people uh, playing uh, what you want. Brian
2: be, Viglione would be the vo- voice here and now our drummer. I like that
0: you're in by Bryans.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of, just... of Bryans. Don't, I don't use the word Brian very often, actually, because <laughs> I can use other names. Because, yeah. you know, it doesn't...
5: Yeah. Well, I'll just add, uh, as we passed Amoeba, uh, an important thing for me was the cool guy at the record store. Yeah. I remember being 13 and going into a local, you know, album place and the guy was like, here, check out Big Black and here's, you know, Pig Face and Minor Threat and all these bands that to me, I was like, I would have never you gotta have your guy. of. I yeah. had the same experience <laughs> yeah.
4: like growing up in Milwaukee. The, the record stores, they were the social gathering points. It was a focal point for the community and there were all the fanzines and of course, you know, you go in there and you'd ask to listen to the new album by the Ramones or whoever it was that we were curious about at that time. And I was really lucky because uh, they gave me all the, all the um, what were they called, promotional copies. You know, like the copies that they'd give to the record store for free. I'd get them all. Mm-hmm. So I had a big collection as a result of that. It was a different time. We mentioned libraries.
2: I heard so much music uh, living in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. And um, just the public library. That's where I heard most all of my David Bowie and and Zappa and Velvet Underground and on and on. Could you order through Some, your library? Somebody was. I'm, it was amazing, I'm still and yet the community—the community—is not. You know, imagine Oak Creek, Wisconsin. You probably got it right. <laughs> uh, so this is not like I don't know who was there or who was ordering this, but I just ate it up. And then when if you know after taking it out a couple times, I went, yeah yeah I put it on a cassette tape and you know kept
4: listening to that Bowie over and, and over And then Gordon's mom would say, "Gordon, I just got a call from the library. They say your Velvet <laughs> Underground album is overdue." <laughs> nah.
0: <laughs> Not true. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think now that you That's say that funny I, I, that just sounds funny <laughs> it sounds funny yeah it sounds really funny mom yeah Gordon would you please return the Velvet Underground to the library you're gonna get fined yeah and just
1: the library stamps all the way down the
0: Velvet Underground there was
2: oh there was nobody taking these things out it's like you know if I took one out and then later went and wanted you know got it again it's just like there was nobody I can else tell you a secret to
4: it. this is a trade secret from my days at the Milwaukee Public Library we had a rule that if nobody took something out for a certain amount of time i think it was 5 years we were to discard it mm-hmm. right so we had a dumpster that we would actually pile up all these books some of them were brand new or some were beautiful and uh, i even gave you one i gave you like a uh metal encased bible do you do you still have yeah. that or, yeah Every so once was, in a
2: while, I see
1: that. Like, why do I have this? Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty beautiful. It's the it's yeah. it's the most beautiful metal encased Bible I've ever seen.
4: <laughs> so that was more like of the things. Bible? <laughs> things <laughs> that uh, they were just throwing out. So they would throw this stuff out. Well, I gra- I grabbed a lot of it. You know, if I was interested in it, that was probably unethical. But still, I thought it was better than sending it. To the dog. Oh,
2: that's, yeah. It's
4: totally, so the trick totally is. Fine. So you need yeah, totally to go in right. and
0: check out every book at the Milwaukee Public Library just once, and then you can immediately return it so that you've given it another
5: five you years. D- you let it you live. Know, that's right. Yeah, let yeah, it for live. another five years. Well, yeah. And I... finally, how about the phenomenon of just buying a record purely based on the cover art? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yes. was great. I mean, you have yeah. wow, oh, that looks pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's done that, sure. I think. But how about many... What is this?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What is this going to sound like when it looks like this? And it's
3: always King crimson is the answer yeah (laughs) (laughs) well I, i i'm a win this time oh it's them again
0: i do i do seem to recall that my first uh my first exposure to the fems was um mid 80s and i was i was in a group my friend group were sort of the kids that didn't belong anywhere else and so it was just a handful of you know, a couple nerds and uh, and a couple of alterna kids like trench coat wearing, uh, fedora. You know, fedora <laughs> nerds, and it was the group that exposed me to. You know, they loved femmes. They loved um, Dead Milkman, Dead Kennedys. They showed me Harold and Maude. We watched Monty Python. Like it was, <laughs> I was not was, aware
3: we were friends in high school. No,
0: well, it was it was sort of this, uh, you know, this '80s proto nerd group <laughs> that. That liked things that you had to sort of work to acquire. Like it wasn't just it wasn't just easily available out in the world. You there was right. sort of a there was a hunting and a gathering right. aspect right. to right. it, right. like a quest. Yeah, it was it was like it was like a quest. And if they could find you know if they could track something, oh, you got to hear this, you got to hear this. Mm-hmm. And, and that 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 was my first. But then I worked at um, K Rock in the nineties, oh. and uh, but K Rock w- was. What, what was the thing that sort of tipped you you guys? Can you, is there a specific moment or was it, the, was it just a collection of things that
4: happened? Was there, or was there one moment where you're like, oh, shit, now everyone seems to know who we are? Well, it depends on how, you know, from the matter of, of, of perspective that you're looking at it. Uh, in retrospect, it seems that we had uh, meteoric uh, success. But on the other hand, we never really had success. It was somewhere in between. You know, like, for example, our first album was uh, a platinum record before it ever entered the Billboard charts because it didn't really have a single. It did have a single, technically, but it wasn't pushed. And Blister in the Sun was the most popular song, which was never released as a single. It just became a word-of-mouth seller. So we didn't... There was no dramatic moment when we were unknown and suddenly... We became famous, like when the Beatles were on the Ed Sullivan Show or something like that. It was very gradual, and it was a matter of word of mouth, like you and your friends, te- you know, turning each other on to the femmes and other bands. I remember one one specific: we were on our first
2: all-in-a- van all across the country tour, and our record was out, and it was getting played with a lot of college radio at that time, and so that was huge for us. and And we were in Oregon, and I remember people were singing I remember that being the first time I really noticed like enough people there that they're singing along to these songs and that was the first time I remember my first thought was how do you know this how do you know this song <laughs> And then realize, oh, wait, yeah, we got the records out. Somebody's playing <laughs> it on the radio. And obviously there their station was playing it. And the people that loved it were there. And they were singing along. And I just for some re- I just remember even in the course of that tour, we didn't start there. But it, something had happened and at that point was the first time I remember. And even to think, like, how do they know this? Because
4: they've never heard us play before.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but, they, but, but they, they've heard it. But that
4: story played itself out. Repeatedly, Like, for example... Yeah, sure. Um,
2: At that point, then it started happening everywhere.
4: Yeah, much. and even later on when, when other markets opened up, like Eastern Europe, where nobody played, and then suddenly you could play there, and we would go places like Croatia, Serbia, and see the people in the audience all singing along. Some of them were, like, in tears, crying, telling us, we thought we'd never see you play. And this is maybe 10 or 15 years after they got into the band. Um, South Africa... And Australia, New Zealand, we'd go anywhere and there were always a, a coterie of, of people who understood the band and, and, and loved the music and were deeply into it. And that's still happening and they're still handing it, literally, from hand to hand.
0: Yeah, there, there's, something, there's something very specific about your music, though, that it's almost like th- there's, there's so many songs that are just in the... In the public consciousness, in people's minds, even if they don't know how it got there, you know, like Add It Up or Blister in the Sun or American Music or Gone to, like, there's, they're just, if you start singing one, then someone else will sing along with you or they'll finish it and then they'll go, oh my God, I, that was, and it's like all the words are just ingrained in their brain somehow. Almost like uh, it's the Matrix and we were programmed somehow before we were put in here. But congratulations on being programmed into humanity's brains. Um, but what what do you think that is? Like, what do you can, can you even identify that, or is it just like, yeah, I don't know?
4: That's uh, a difficult question because we've got a lot of songs, and we've probably recorded over one hundred songs, and and a lot of them are really good. And then there are the, this handful of songs that you mentioned, like "Blister in the Sun," added up that have really gotten into people's minds. But obviously, uh, that's because they have some sort of universal message that we're accessing or that we've been able to articulate <laughs> maybe better or in a more concise way than, than some other people do.
2: Well, there's also a feeling more than, a, more than maybe an a articulated message.
4: Well, maybe we should ask Vig, because Vig actually, yeah. uh, our drummer Brian, Vig Leon, he's a recent addition to the band. He's been with us for two years, and he comes from the perspective of having been a long-term fan of the band. So, Vig, why don't you shed some light on what it is about those songs that uh, yeah, uh, have have like hooked people in? Well, I think, you know, like we were saying,
5: when you have certain bands that are just part of the landscape of your growing up, there's so many people... Who come up and say you guys were what I listened to in high school, and when those songs are always sort of peripherally there on the tape player or the out record player or in the car stereo or just in your day to day life, I think that sort of accounts for that phenomenon that, that people absorb these songs sometimes unconsciously. Yeah, but I don't still listen to the same. Like I don't.
0: I don't go back and listen to Debar's records. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but there's. I did give up on liar. some of the. <laughs> shut your face. <laughs> Who's Johnny? Uh,
5: but, but there's a thing that some of those, those songs do get passed on in certain ways, and there is that timeless kind of thing about it, or you know, there's something that keeps the hooks in you that maybe other bands that are more trend-oriented don't necessarily. I think
0: that's what it is. I think, I think there are some bands that when we're young just happen to capture a cultural moment, mm-hmm. and then when that moment's over, it's like, well, that just sort of swept the band away with it, because it, you know, and... But there's something that I think is more of a sort of a universal human experience, mm-hmm. which I think is what you I think is what you guys did, which you can just pick up, and it it doesn't it doesn't feel like oh this was recorded in the early '80s. It just feels like this well, is well, a man. That well, was
2: that's the, to a point that I've heard Brian Ritchie, <laughs> to all the Brian, another Brian, um, speak about, which right now he was gonna just start doing it rather than me giving this completely unnecessary in-
0: introduction. <laughs> the, the preamble. <laughs> now
2: listen, he's going to say something that's so good. What points is he going to make? I've even learned it and I can do it on my own. I do because it's really good well, and it's, mouth it re- a long it's long true. Saying it. yeah. no, I, go, go
4: ahead. So like I'm, I'm like the, the grandpa that keeps telling the same story over and over again and everybody, oh, there he goes again. No, it's a little better than that. It's, it's interesting that you bring up this point Um of the That's longevity of, of, of the music oh, in God, our God, case. God. because <laughs> We did do that by design with the first album, uh, intentionally trying to avoid any of the trappings of the music that was around us. Like You talked about a musical style that comes and goes, and you're into it, and then it's gone. We, we tried not to sound like our contemporaries, and we didn't even try to sound like the stuff from, from the past. But we tried to create something that could have been recorded... Prior to that, could be recorded, could have been recorded in the future. Now there are bands recording today that sound a lot like us. So we try to stay away from any, anything that would indicate this is from 1982. Uh, this, is, this is part of a scene. We weren't part of a scene. We were just kind of like off on our own. So it's that that it has enabled young people to keep getting into it over and over again without thinking that they're getting into something retro. Well, it's funny to hear that
0: you saw yourself as the kids who were off on their own, and the group of friends that introduced me to your music was a group of kids who was off on their off on their own. Well, and you guys worked as a
3: perfect tool for me for friends who like I. Tricking them into liking punk rock, <laughs> you guys have great pop hooks. We're the gateway drug. <laughs> you absolutely were. I ruined a lot of lives and it's thanks to you because you put this on and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard this. This is on the radio, so I can trust it. And then it goes. Then you get deeper in there, and and I that was such a beautiful thing. So it's interesting you say the thing about uh, universal sounding because that was definitely a beautiful tool to get people to dive into deeper music stuff.
4: Well, we talk to a lot of fans, so we hear a lot of stories and some of them are individual but some of them are recurring one of the recurring ones is uh, I lost my virginity while listening to your music, usually added up, that's we've heard uh-huh. that many many times
1: but, uh, it's just it's, it's appalling it's, it really is, it's really like if, I, if I thought it. about it it would be absolutely and,
4: repulsive yeah, so, <laughs> It's, I want to start a trend
0: of people losing their virginity listening to you talk about Add It Up as opposed to just, just cheering, the song. And, walk, then, and the then a girl
4: came up to me recently and said, I was conceived while my parents were listening to your music. And I'm like, Why would you how do know you know that? that? Well, they <laughs> yeah. told me. Oh, but another one that's right
0: here. That's where I shot it off on your mom.
4: <laughs> sleep tight. Come uh, Tell me that. TMI. <laughs> so... Yeah, another thing that they Did see I is... See,
1: I think you're,
2: you're thinking right now, we're going to go on with this, but a part of you is absolutely thinking, were my parents listening to any music, right? Have you already started thinking that, and then yeah, what
0: was I mean, it? Yeah, know, I, if, if I, they yeah. were, you know, my mom liked the most... Uh, my parents liked the most straight-ahead... It was probably like Barbara Streisand or something, you know. Yeah. And my dad listened to country music because it largely irritated my mom, and so I think
4: that was. Uh, Just so go, maybe go you go were Dolly conceived Park. with yeah. while uh, <laughs> yeah, while your folks were listening to what made Milwaukee famous, <laughs> made a loser <laughs> out of me. <laughs>
0: parents would have been listening to and let's see i was born in november of 1971 so that means in the early spring they would have been doing it i don't know what came out that year but i can almost guarantee it was something pop it was some sort of probably neil diamond it was probably neil diamond but
2: but you can just go with Al
0: Green was having big hits in the early '70s. Maybe, but, but you your know, my folks, mom, your yeah. folks.
2: Were, I'm just saying it that like, you could just it pick truth out. Truth is, probably like
0: Paul Anka yeah. or something, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Is my when guess. When was the? Engelbert I, Humphrey. I, it was probably Engelbert. <laughs> yeah. We had
1: joy. We had fun. Seasons we in had the sun.
2: Seasons in. That could've was been, the number one of the year, right around that. Could have been
0: it Could have been seasons
4: in
2: I the sun. I think it was
0: number one. Yeah, I I might have been... I don't know. You know, I'm afraid to ask... Why is that funny? That's funny, right? Because it's disgusting. (laughs) Because I'm afraid to... Because I'm afraid to ask because... I don't. No, you don't want to ask. I don't want the oh. answer, and I also don't want to be like, well, there was no music by the dumpster. Like, I don't want to know what the... <laughs> I don't want to know... I don't want any context for it, you know? <laughs> the radio was broken in the car. Yeah, 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 it was broken in the car. It was, you know... Yeah, we were in jail. Like, I don't know. I just don't... I don't want to know... I don't, I don't want to know what it was, you know? Or if, what if it was a key party? Like, you don't know what sort of weird... Like, what if you were the product of some gross sexual deviancy... And you have no like you have no idea at all, yeah, it's like you know, well,
2: okay, what if
0: then <laughs> what if yeah,
2: yeah a- answer that what
0: if what if your dad liked to take a uh... High eight footage of being cuckolded by, uh, you yeah. know, by the pool guy. Yeah. Well, how do you do that? How do you, that? you feel about that? I don't. Do you,
2: what do you think about that? I don't that? know. Well, that could be. It I know, might be. You don't know that's not you know what, the though, case. I look
0: so much like a combination of both of my parents that it's not. I'm not saying my dad couldn't have had an assist, but uh, but I definitely it finished <laughs> on a cushion. See, <laughs> she sat there. Oh, <laughs> I think my mom listens to the show, Kyle. <laughs>
3: oh, oh.
0: I didn't plan on that. That was. Good. <laughs> yeah, unless she's like, he knows. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's best not to think about it. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's best to just assume that through osmosis we just appeared uh, on the earth, and that's a lot. That's a lot better. Uh, at least for me to process. Yeah, if Sharon's that works for you, woman. we can yeah,
2: pretend. I like how the two of you are. You're just like spinning and spinning, like sort <laughs> the, of like the, out the there the listeners there can't and, see.
4: Yeah. Oh, oh, it is a, we are filming this. You can see <laughs> <Yeah>. the agitation, a <laughs> uh, no uh, change in. We're not? No.
2: I think everything always is.
0: Isn't I it? guess ultimately yeah.
4: that's what I think. Everything <laughs> at all times. The is like,
3: this channel's gross.
4: Facial coloration. <laughs> isn't that
0: funny that, you know, this, this Orwellian idea that we're being watched by some governing body, and then what ended up happening was we're all watching each other? Right. Like, we are
4: big brothers. Right. We, right. we gave yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Everything, that, everything that the science fiction pioneers tried to make us paranoid that other people were going to take away from us, we've given up ourselves freely.
0: Yeah, it, but to each other. No. Yes. Absolutely to yeah. each other. Right. It's, uh, are you guys sci-fi fans at all? Was. What What? what, what, what killed it for you? Growing up. No.
3: Oh, that's, that's the saddest oh, thing I've ever Brad. heard. <laughs> oh. No. Oh, we'll never get not, back. Not We're not never invited Brent. back on <laughs> this right. show. That's it. Like, that's now that coming has to be back. weekly as we keep pushing stuff on him. <laughs>
0: All right, so the book club continues on page ninety two, yeah.
3: with unbreaking eye contact.
0: What's what's entertainment in Tasmania like? Is there specific Tasmanian entertainment that is is insulated?
4: Uh, wood the the Woodcutters Hall of Fame. Ooh, yeah. So they 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 have these uh, contests to cut down trees or cut you know chop logs up. Yeah, it's pretty dramatic, and the, I think the world champion has come from Tasmania many times. So if you're looking for something that's uh, peculiarly Tasmanian. That would be at woodcutting.
3: Nice. I feel like we all had a riff in our head as a joke, and then woodcutting hall of fame was the real thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we had a funny answer, and it yeah, wasn't that. that now no, let that top, one go. top oh, well. hall right, of right, fame step go, down. Go
0: with that. <laughs> Did you? Uh, your father was a Baptist minister. Is that? Is that yes. Is that correct? That's true. So you grew that up in correct. a. You grew up in a in a Baptist. And but obviously not super strict if you right. were checking out
2: uh oh yeah absolutely my 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 both my parents are also involved in theater both religious and secular and um so i grew up with uh, my father would play old country songs of all sorts um and um so it was not anyone hearing i had a uh, you know grew up in that in, in a home with that designation would get completely the different a uh, different and incorrect idea about what my growing up was like mine was i would say in a very liberal and kind of progressive liberal kind of household
0: oh that's cool yeah and so when you started because you started pursuing music at a pretty young age they were they obviously must have been pretty completely
2: cool supportive that's fantastic yeah yeah it really was it was pretty amazing and and just great just along with the only word of caution being you know if this isn't working out for you you can always, you know, do something else.
0: <laughs> and what would that have been? Well, I don't know, anything. You didn't any, have to anything. worry No, about no, no, it.
2: it wasn't like, you know, we really want you to do this or that. I had been really into the idea of going to college or university when I was, like, between, like, the age of 10 to 12, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then high school beat it out of me, I think. And yet I was told by an older sibling that, yeah, they had the same thing, but university was totally different. They really liked it. Um, I was never I just never got interested again and, and just felt like just wanted to just launch and go right into the music. So I never um did that. But I think that would have they would have been happy with that, sure. But they were they were fine. They never told me like what I should do or anything, just to be uh, very supportive. A punk band with supportive parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's kinda nice. Yeah. Just you know, get 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 yourself a a baptist
0: preacher as your dad and you're good <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all all fine
2: are you, are,
0: you well, rebe- <laughs> are,
1: you,
0: are you rebelling against uh stop being so supportive of me you don't you, you understand too much you understand me too well i'm sick of it well
2: actually a little bit of that yeah a little bit of that because now i'll you know i feel like you're putting yourself out there i'll put myself Please. out here this is something i've never spoken about Maybe only one or two people, and I figure this is a safe place. Safe, Yes. (laughs) Um, With this stop being so supportive, I think my mother in particular had that idea of very progressive, modern, you know, think parenting. And so she wanted to make sure that her children knew that sex is healthy and good. Mm Mm-hmm. So both – I know one of my brothers and me would just be – I know – well, basically, I just know me. Just like, please, just don't – she wanted to know it was okay to have that talk. Sure. More than once. Right. So – and it's like, I don't want to talk about <laughs> anything as sexual with mom. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if she ever really got that. I mean, I'd leave the room. (laughs) But but still, I think the saying is you can't unhear certain things you heard. Yes. You know, and she wanted to have like free communication and let me know that if I felt like doing this – that she would say what that was. That I should know that's perfectly fine.
0: Right. And, that's something, oh. and it's something, it, ah! And it ironically like spins into not fine. So don't be that supportive. <laughs> Stop. <laughs>
4: well, when yeah. when my mom came to see the band uh, right? last time, like she hit on Vic. Oh.
1: Yeah. What? what? Is that true? Yes, yeah, still got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs>
5: She looked at me dead in the eye and said, you're never too old. (laughs) This is something I have never spoken about. (laughs) And you said, that's interesting because Gordon's mom told me a bunch of crazy stuff. (laughs)
1: That it's it's okay if I do. It's okay if I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's very supportive. How how old are you, Brian? 36. You're 36. All right. So you...
5: You, uh, but you're not, but you look young. Like, you look, you. you you're 36, but you look young? You look younger. Like, I, you, I attribute that to the, the <laughs> rock and roll drumming lifestyle. Absolutely. Which is what? A lot feeling of cardio? Happy. Yeah, and feeling happy and getting to do what you like for a living, I think. You're not all drummers,
0: uh, I mean, not, not, not all drummers age, age well. Well, I consider myself lucky, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I mean, who else? I uh, feel like, well, you know, to be honest, I Keith feel like. Keith Moon aged
4: pretty well, didn't he? <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> We'll, he looks, we'll 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 never know. If you consider death pretty well, we'll yeah. never know. Well, he looks pretty young. He, when he died. You he
0: know, you know he yeah. looks exactly the same since
5: the '80s as Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. Well, doing a lot of the smoking and drinking stuff never really agreed with me on tour. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a factor in there as well. Yeah,
4: but we hired him anyway.
5: Yeah, <laughs> now did you join the Violent Femmes? Going
3: finally, I can build my Tommy Lee style drum kit for this band. Yeah, man. we're
4: working on the rotating riser, right? <laughs> just like be in the middle of a
0: gyroscope. Exactly. Just come out. It's, like... it's <laughs> weird. I I never expected pyrotechnics at the Violent Femmes concert, yeah. and uh, now yeah. they have this dragon that's a logo
5: for the <laughs> that's weird. And tattoos. Well, you know, dragons are ageless. There. <laughs> Take notes here. Yeah, said Logan a dragon for the logo. dragon. I don't even an uh, old dragon who looks
3: like shit, like he's just aged. Horribly. <laughs> sounds like a nice cart, nice cartoon of some sort. Just
0: <laughs> old dragon. Yeah, so for you, when you're, you know, when you have a first album that's so successful, and then you decide afterwards we're gonna we're gonna move on and try something different, and you constantly try new stuff, is that ultimately what you're? Do You just want to make stuff that seems fun to try, or you feel particularly inspired? Like let's do this specific genre of thing now, as opposed to. Because you could have, you know, you could have just done the same thing over and over again, but you did—you didn't, which is a cool thing to do. I
2: think some of that was directed by the material in that um, the songs we had. Our second album goes into a lot of roots kind of American music of uh, country and folk and jazz and gospel, and it's all mixed up in there. Some songs are more specifically of bluegrass. It, 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 and some of them blend them, and some of them are very much, here is this kind of genre, this type of song. Um, and the dis- we had all those songs, and we were playing them live, along with the songs on the first album, before we even recorded the first album. And so, again, there was the thinking going into it about the choice of instruments and arrangements, but also the material in selecting the songs. That the first album, by the song choice, is much more of a rock album, and then the second one becomes this mix of older kinds of American music. Now, the first w- album has sold millions and the second album has sold hundreds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's a slight disappointment
2: for the second album, but I'm thrilled about the sales on the first yeah. one. But anyway... Th- people didn't like it at the time people i remember the one one person came up to me and was actually i don't know if they used the word betrayal but it was that (laughs) sense i love that you know the hallowed ground is the name hallowed ground is the name of our second album i think in the band we've we've often felt like that was our favorite because of some other musicians that joined us some other great musicians that sat in with us and that's been a thing that we've done live going through the years is D- what city that we're in, and maybe we know somebody or meet somebody, and we'll have them join us and sit in on some tunes. We're doing that now on tour, w- in a sense, with Bare Naked Ladies. With uh, we're on tour with them, and and we've got a um, couple of the guys that are joining us on some songs because, well, we talk about it, and it's like, why don't you join on this? Or, oh yeah, that'd be great. Or I want to play on this, and you know, they have this kind of thing. But the first album is very is more minimal it's concentrated it's more of a rock or punk sort of thing with the acoustic instruments mostly um, and then we stretched into other things so I think maybe it's the material it's two things it's the type of songs and then it's also we did something one way and then by the time the third album we got into using a little more of the studio and we worked with Jerry Harrison who's in the original Modern Lovers and Talking Heads and then various other projects. Um, and he certainly knew his way around the studio and more things to make use of the studio. So, we, you know, we, we did some more of those things on that record. So I think with different records, we sometimes have thought about recording in different ways. And now we've been recording again. We've got a new EP out, which is the first new thing of a collection of four songs that we've had out in in uh in many 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 years, i think some I read somewhere it's called seventeen <laughs> wow yeah yeah, right It's like well, I knew we had a little time off <laughs> and uh but it's like we got these four new songs, real happy. If with you
0: guys us. were a library book in Milwaukee, yeah. <laughs> you would have been in deep <laughs> shit a, of a while ago. Oh, man. And,
2: uh, and we actually recorded in Tasmania those on New Year's Eve. Oh, cool. And New Year's Eve just passed, we co- and so we call it Happy New Year. And one tune is a New Year's song that we'd always only play on New Year's Day over the years. But we put that on, Happy New Year next year. And we got four tunes there, really feeling good about them. People are, people are starting to sing along with a couple of the songs. Nice. Now it's beginning. It's beginning again. Uh, and then we've been recording. We even re- did some more recording uh, yesterday. And so we've got things, we, we're, we've we got mostly completed an album length like that we'd put
0: out next year. You're going to put out a new album next yeah. year? Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I,
2: I, think, yeah. I don't know if I didn't check with anybody. I'm supposed to talk about the new album? Yes, no it's fine to mention. No names? We can't
0: tell you what band. The ba- album is called No Names? <laughs> no, no uh, we oh, can't tell you
2: what band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> can't give you the name of the band, but we all know them re- pretty well. Isn't it funny
0: that, uh, it, it five, seems five, funny to me. Violent Femmes. Violent Violent Isn't it funny that... Uh,
2: uh, no yeah. names? What names are there that you don't want me to say? Never I think mind. the album names? Never mind. Like maybe we, we don't have one. We haven't me.
0: decided the name of the album yet. <laughs> we don't... I don't know what he means when he says no names. Anyway, go on. he means <laughs> no, no, don't say what the album name is you guys We don't it. have one. The album is called I Am Chris Hardwick uh, <laughs> uh, by the Violent Femmes. Oh, they can cite that on Wikipedia now. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be on Wikipedia. They've, uh, they've affirmed it. <laughs> it's source. But um, the... Uh, it's interesting that people take such ownership over a thing that you put out that they don't want to let They don't want you to be an artist in the sense that, hey, you did the first album. That's what you wanted to do then. And the second album, you want to try something different. People are like, fuck you. Why didn't you do this exact thing? And you're like, well, if you just did the same thing over and over and over again... That's not fun.
4: And then they they complain about that. So it's a a lose-lose situation. (laughs) So that's the reason why you just go ahead and do what you want. Do what you want. There's something
5: that I think is really great about the FEMS fans, and it's that it's not a style, but it's an attitude, an approach Mm -hmm. that they respect and that they're looking for. And that's why I think the new songs are, are working live as well, too. People don't care. They know the band is diverse. They just want to see that attitude come off stage. And I think that's developed over the years. And for example, that second album that we
2: referred to is in, in its unpopularity, but um, over the years that's really grown. And we've kept playing those songs live, and they go they go over great live. So it's really integrated, you know, in with what we do. We play those songs that we stretch out with jazz and improvisation, and we do bluegrassy and country and all kinds of stuff that just mixes in with our music because it's the attitude, and that's 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 who we are. That's why we, you know, with that actually going back. Still on that, I remember when we, we toured in England in particular, we were congratulated on uh, the like the bluegrass and the gospel stuff being like a spoof you know <laughs> like like we were making fun so of that. being alternative we were making fun of that right. kind of music when we're we're sincerely playing to the best of our ability music that we <laughs> love
3: <laughs> did you did you tell them? Or did you go, um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
2: I did. And then I don't think uh, we've well, gotten they much press That, that, in that was also <laughs> ironic. Yeah, it was the irony of
5: it and the alternative and all that. He's kind so of
0: ironic, thing. he won't even admit that they're <laughs> yeah. being ironic.
5: Man, that's deep. There's, yeah. there's a, a cool little fact I think fans will appreciate, too, that blew my mind a few weeks ago when I asked them. Most bands, when they have their first record, have, you know, maybe 10, 12 tunes, a handful of songs in the repertoire. You guys told me that you had close to 60 or 70 songs before the first album even came out That's in the awesome. repertoire, which I thought was amazing. Now, why, why
4: hadn't you compiled all those into an album up to that point? Was it just not anything that you were... Well, we made an album within, like, less than a year of forming the band... Oh, you just wrote a shit so, ton of songs right away. Yeah, we well, we I had, had a, I had
2: had a bunch going in the, we, when we first played. Was I was just in a like coffee shop and playing a bunch of songs, and that's when uh, Brian Ritchie first you know just joined in. So it's like I had it wasn't like we started writing songs when we got together as a band. It was like I had been writing songs for since regularly since I was fifteen. And actually, there's a song that I wrote when I was fifteen on every album for the first like three or four albums. Oh wow. So, which one? Which ones? On the first album, I remember very uh, specifically. Then the rest. I have uh, "Good Feeling." Mm. Uh, that's the slow ballad kind of one. That's that. That I wrote when I was fifteen. That's on the
0: first album. Oh wow! And what do you think? Uh, in do you have a better idea when you're looking back what it was that those albums were about? It has it changed, or do you think it's it's always been about?
2: I'm not really listening to you right now
0: with what you just
2: said because. I sort of heard what you said, but I was thinking if I wrote that song with 15, oh wow, you know, and then we're moving on. Yeah. And I realized I wrote some other parts of that song, which the 17 or 18 year old was able to edit out. <laughs> oh, that, is, that is so important, isn't it? What? Yeah, sometimes that can be really important. Editing. So, editing out some of what I wrote when I was 15 and kept what now, I'm really thankful <laughs> that. that now I edited out. There's a for the people that are really into this and really know this song, "Good Feeling." There's a instrumental section which actually goes to a different chord change than's in the rest of the song at a certain part of that. And we play some violin and a feature with the bass and all that. And it's you know people like it. I like it. Um, I originally had lyrics in that section. What? And I start to just feel like really like uncomfortable. <laughs> and worse, thinking (laughs) of if those lyrics had stayed in. But at a certain point, you didn't ever hear them and decide, do you really want to have those lyrics, or did you? I
4: don't recall anything like that. Oh my
2: gosh, I'm feeling a little...
4: Come on! I'm not
2: feeling well right now. Just thinking how
1: close that was. Well, here's what I want you to ruining do. Ruining us. I want you to. But, but that's the thing. I want you, you know, to tell us the and so we're going to you have know, your mom come in and important. talk to you about sex.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> yeah, no. I just took some things my mom had said, and I just put it in. There and now I realize. No. No. No.
0: Honey, sometimes it's okay to throw it in her can. No, please don't. Please don't say that. Please don't say that.
2: <laughs> no, that was. It was a lot more graphic than
0: that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> um, i don't well you know the problem is I, you know that here's the trap here 's the trap you always feel like yourself, no matter how old you get, you always feel like yourself in your head so that's a good i yes don't you think so yes finally somebody's saying that so yes. you' you know you know i'm forty three or fifty two like you always yeah. feel like you are and you' you're the same, so yeah. as a parent, when your kids are grown up enough you're like we're the same, I could just talk to them without realizing your position there of authority
2: be, or or you know um yeah authority, and then also some other words we could come up yeah, with. Yes, yeah. And, <laughs>
1: but yes that and so well, yeah. But
2: well and so that's the
0: trapping is that you have to remember in context that you're not you're not the same anymore and, yeah. and I think in some ways you can you can open up boundaries in other cases you should probably stick to Maintain. some of those boundaries
2: not you know for, for everyone's benefit <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I think do you, do you would you ever say what any of the stuff was that you cut How out I, or can you I, not even, can you not even no laughter <laughs> I don't, I'm don't. i trying to forget. It's forever just locked in your head. I'm trying to forget. You're never what am I trying to forget? I don't know. You I don't forget. even know anymore I forget. what it was. Yeah. I don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs>
2: and why are we back to this? I think I've mentioned it again. I'm sorry. No, you did Because you, you <laughs> were making a point. making are we talking We're not saying anything. We because are. Somebody started listening now. You were just now, about to tell us those lyrics that you wouldn't tell anyone. minute, they wouldn't have heard anything. I think you just want to be
0: revealed I feel like this is your crime to share these Dangling sure, these them out need there. to come sure, out. out. <laughs> these just need to come out. No, but it's it's it's
2: it's it really. Now I should like fake cry and say something that's amazing, but I can't do that.
1: You always out. be true to yourself. I can't do that. You just always <laughs> yeah, have to be true to yourself. The title of the
3: next record is just all the lyrics you cut out from that song. <laughs> yeah. Ooh.
0: Ooh.
3: It is. It's hot. Actually, there's some cryptic stuff in there. I wrote
2: it cryptically because I thought that was cool. Like I switched around some letters and stuff. Ooh. I'm amazed. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed. And it's really not, – it's not like it was anything no, terrible. Like anything. It's R. just really – it doesn't – It does not it, It's Which is so it's not helpful in your own head. It's not helpful. Like, oh,
3: no. No, <laughs> the backwards are. Oh, no. I just mean like when you look at it, it's like, oh, it's not even like anything bad. It's just you're like, oh, no. I was so 15. Yeah. Although that's a Russian letter. Oh, it is. You yeah. are right. Yeah. It's just all funny right. in a lemonade stand to have a backwards R somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> really helps. And right. what's the, what's in the, the letter in
2: lemonade stand that becomes an R? Oh, no,
3: I just – you stick it on there. And they're like, oh, that poor guy. Oh, I thought you, one of the letters, like the R in letter to <laughs> oh, lemonade stand. lemonade
0: stand, though. Lemonade. lemonade. Then we're on to things, yeah. and you say it's Russian, and we go full circle. I'm just yeah, amazed right. that anything right. from when you were 15 survived, because when I look at old stuff when I was a teenager, it, it's – like all of it to me is what you were describing with the part you cut out. I'm like, oh my god!
2: Yeah, this did you, is. Did you have stuff that you wrote and yeah, you yeah, thought yeah, yeah. was like really, and then you looked at it later?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was either stuff where I was trying to be super deep or super philosophical or super, um, you know, or or, or comedy and it was just like all of it. There isn't any part where I look back and I go. Hey, this kid's got it. Yeah, there's nothing. I
3: made the mistake of letting my girlfriend see my band from when I was 15, our record, and oh, I'm just uh, the laughter and tears uh-oh. she had going from uh-oh. it. So she tried was to not rhyme, laughing with you. Tried to laugh rhyme corner with coroner at one point, <laughs> and she had a corner. real good laugh about I, that.
1: That's just <laughs> that's not reasonable. the way I sang
3: it. I, I kind of like that. <laughs>
0: that's not bad. I like that.
3: Well, thanks. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're Let me get that back
0: out Yeah, I mean, but as a as a drummer,
5: is there anything you look back and you go, "Oh no, that wasn't." I mean, or I mean maybe just aside from guilty pleasures i had <clears throat> in like in the late 80s and early 90s listening to bon Jovi and certain hair metal bands yeah. that i was, yeah, had the posters on my wall but no not really because whatever it's, it's all in context like you say At the time it hits you and then you move on to something else but something that you wrote and something were, no were you well played? i wrote sort of a lot of like nonsensical kind of stuff and it, there was a point where i realized when i was about 14 or 15 i could continue to sort of go down the songwriting path or focus on drumming and I realized that I wanted to focus on German you know more, just so. for fun, you guys
0: should just play all of Slippery when wet by Bon Jovi just <laughs> once <laughs> <laughs> just do just do a thing where you just cover a, you a weird album but as as the violent as violent fans yes. like because whatever you would do to it would add a whole other. <laughs> filter to
2: it well we could I think that we play well and we play well together and we have a thing a kind of thing that we do you know with that and so I think we could probably take any uh, like as an assignment to take any like what you're saying and just say like living like, on like a prayer we could, we mm-hmm. could do it Oh, sure. Yeah, well, I, could think we could that. I think we could do it. I think we could do pretty oh, you, much that anything. That song's probably and, three chords. And, and you and could give, easily. And make something of, of musical value or interest, at least to us and probably some other people as well. Imagine we Violent Femmes
5: covering Every Rose Has Thorn." thorn.
2: <laughs> <You> know <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. You know, it does come to me. It, maybe it's the thing that just pops in my head, which maybe is not, I don't know if it's fair or not fair in relation to this, but Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Yes. We did that. We did a recording of that. Do you know that? No, I didn't oh, know yeah. that. What? Yeah, you see, this is sort of like what we're talking about, right? Sort of. So did you? We, did, you we took have, the it's reggae on, as one, it was one of, our, of the- our albums, and we took it the way I remember. And maybe it's not the way it happened, but the way I remember is it came to us as a request, just like what you're talking about. Hmm. And it was like the you know the record company really wants blah 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 you know to do this song, and thought that well. You know, we never would have thought of that, but we, you know, maybe is there a way for us to do it that we enjoy and we think sounds good? And we did, and we put it on the record, and um, Boy, George said, Boy George said he'd make a cameo appearance on a video, but then there was no funding for the video. In fact, at that time, again, my recollection is nobody could be found who had actually originally requested it.
3: <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Boy George told yeah. the culture club? Yeah, yeah.
2: So, um... And also, it's interesting to me, listening to it and get, getting into it to do it, um, I either want – there's two choices. One, I didn't understand the lyrics and the verses. Or, or two, I didn't think they were really you know, to my liking. Sure. Or a combination. I don't know. <laughs> but maybe I just didn't understand it that's possible and I don't know if anyone knows those verses, most people don't anyway, it's just sort of, anyway so what I did was I took certain key words and kept them but then changed other words around it
3: Interesting. so that I was
2: actually saying something different but a lot of like the nouns or verbs were the same or a lot of them were the same I tried to keep and then the chorus was there so I remember, I haven't heard it for years now but I remember at the time feeling like this is fun, this is cool and I think we
0: enjoyed it It's already amazing. <laughs>
1: it
3: was.
0: I love the, like, the mandolin kind of Italian yeah, feel
3: to
1: like it. <laughs> this is like an Italian opera. Yeah, I love it. <laughs>
3: You really make it fucking like right. just sounds like no you just right. made really the violent feminist right. version of somebody else's song. Not like a cover, but it just sounds like oh if they wrote this first. This is what this. Well, would you sound sort of like. you That's sort of derogate it. You yeah. took that
0: that little up out of it, which and and made it a rock song. Yeah, it's well, we wanted great. to
2: find our way to do it and find our way to have fun with it, and that sounds. Better than I remember, so that's great. That sounded pretty cool. I'm with you. It's like that sounds really
1: good. Like wow, I didn't
2: I didn't remember that it was that good. We didn't listen to the whole thing, but I would think it's gonna have to stay in somewhere in that world.
0: And you know, and 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 still being a child How, of technology. How's it
2: Psychedelic bazooka stuff jam. at the... Bazooka, the psychedelic bazooki jam at the end that let's let's was let's so see.
0: obvious. Let's see if we get to it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we... Yeah, that's
3: really
2: good on that. Nice. That's you playing that, I think. Yeah. That's Brian, Richie, playing the bazooki. That's cool. We had we had done some we had been in Greece probably not too long before that and we found we both had bought a bazooki from the same shop when we <laughs>
1: came, ran into each other on tour. We got there early, and we both like show up with a "Where'd you get this?" Oh yeah, same like we both. But
2: we've ended up using it on some recordings. Oh, awesome. oh bag—I'm sorry, I said bazooki. We got baglamas; those are smaller ah. than a bazooki. I don't want you to get on me about this. Like, yeah, I
1: said bazooki.
2: You're, really you're about to go down, You're about to
3: go down. I love that you both have the. Oh, we we'll use this all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So, we, that's we, that's the, we have. The
3: instrument yeah. uh, impulse buy. Like, yeah, this is weird. We're going to put this on the next three records. Yeah, and we happens. did, actually. It, yeah. You're the <laughs> only man who have ever followed up on that. I have so many dumb instruments that I bought where I'm like, this
0: is going to be great. I just think it's right that uh, I'm still delighted by 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 the world that we live in where, you know, 15 years ago, you could have told me about that and be like, well, you know, if I can get over to Amoeba, I'll go find it and then check it out and then go home and listen to it or listen to it in the car or whatever. And then we could just immediately pull it up. Well, like you just did in, in, you know, in right real then, time. In real time. Right there. You You're just did it. the power of the Internet. The magic world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a magical technological age we live in. So uh, you guys are going to play a couple songs, which uh, is fantastic. What are you going to play? What what? do you want us to play?
3: Realzies? American music. No, I want it. Don't you want It's my favorite. I know American music's amazing. I know. I want deep cuts, but also I've cried that song a bunch. I don't.
0: No one wants to see you cry. Well, I'm not going to cry now. I'm getting closure. Would you – how about this? Can you play something from the EP? Yeah. That would be nice. And yeah. then So why don't why – don't, let's play something from the EP And then we do something that's – And then you could do like – I mean <laughs> – Do you really want to hurt that? No. Fuck my <laughs> no. option. Let's no. do that. I, I didn't
2: think know that, that was on the table. No, I think that that would be one time where – the perfection of the studio recording is such where maybe we won't do it live. It's, so that's going to be difficult. Yeah, that to, that to would regret. be that's the only one. Otherwise, we're better live. But that
0: one. So just I guess I guess something from the EP, and then if you're if you don't mind playing Blister, I think it'd be a really fun way to wrap everything wrap everything up.
2: You're breaking somebody's heart. Well, Kyle but can other go fuck than that, yeah. <laughs> Blister
3: the Sun versus the other. Come on, man! American Music. Kyle can go fuck I himself. I think
2: you've got like. Uh, throngs in your corner you know, support, <laughs> supporting you although you've got a you've got a vocal
0: minority there for American music I think yeah, American it's music a, it's a strong one but American music is a song I sing in my head a lot like it it definitely the hook of it spins in my head a lot do you
2: want to you, you know you want to sing sing on blister in the sun you should take a verse what why would I do, I'm not gonna
0: fuck up your song it doesn't it doesn't matter oh man do you want to sing a verse I would if I no I can't you sure can okay that would be great what okay yeah. <laughs> do the quiet but verse the quiet you, verse the right. one or you want to
3: like
2: yeah how about that when we break it down and we bring it down but
1: then
4: it's, then a whole
2: it's verse. You, you do whatever you want you want to sing the second verse and see if you know all the words
0: <laughs> <Yep>.
3: <laughs> but see that,
0: that, now it. I feel like I'm being tested so now I feel like I should pull up the lyrics to make sure that I don't fuck up the lyrics you can do that I guess I should. That's that's it's culture. Whatever you want to do, you
2: can do that. Oh my! Whatever you want to do is your show. Let's (laughs) Let's do it. I don't know. That's uh, sure. Yeah. I'll sing some though. Right. Okay. Is that all right? I just, or do you want I, it to be just you?
4: My only concern <laughs> is... <laughs> you can sing the whole you song. You don't want to sing this song. You can sing
1: the whole thing. <laughs> would, the whole thing. Fact, here, take the guitar. <laughs> no. no. And why don't you sing quietly
2: or whatever level you like in the background American music? No. Just because that's what you want to do. Oh, so panic you now. now. Oh,
3: now, now, now your emotions like. happen. It's way easier when it's him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. I know. It was cool to nod
3: I, to him. You're like, great, great. Yeah, you like, me? Me?
0: You can sort of hear it hard and like, I got this American music. Like, you can almost hear it. I just want to we layer. like all
3: kinds of music. I had my group vocal prepared. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a nice one to just shout that out. We like
1: all kinds of music. Did I do it right?
3: Yeah. How, how does it go? We like all kinds of music. Oh, man. I love that. That's I, what I, I sound like?
0: No, 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 I'm doing the backing vocal. I think, I that's the backing vocal. Think we've, I think I our, invitation it's it's like, yeah. no, our, our invitation has just been revoked. No, the backing vocal has with has it. <laughs>
3: I can't hit your high notes. That's
5: impossible. I'm doing those casual. Uh, okay. The bad guys. All right. Like we've learned from the femmes, reinterpret it in your own. Exactly. Yes, do it <laughs> your own way. See how quickly it oh happens. God, you're, you're already good. playing. You're already. In the well, band.
2: we should start taking up positions by Take our instruments. Take up positions. Yeah,
0: and then uh, and then what's the first song you're gonna what, what are you gonna play from the? Let's from do the, the EP,
2: EP so you yeah, have oh, a, yeah. a whole song not to listen to, but just get nervous <laughs> and try to go over your blister in the sun. Right. You know
0: that's what I'm gonna be doing of the whole you're gonna time. gonna be doing that.
2: Okay. All right. I remember. I got a little thing about. That which is actually one time with uh, we did a concert with, and it's when I met Lou Reed, and he said to me, he complimented me on a song called just 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 like my father. He said he really liked that one, and which is not a real popular big song for us, but it goes, I'm just like my father, but I'm much worse is the opening <laughs> line, and yeah, it's funny. I think it's funny, and I think you know. Anyway, so he said, do you know um, Walk on the Wild Side? I'm like, yeah. I've heard it. Yeah. And he said, You want (laughs) to sing it with me? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, All right, good. You know, like, you know, be on the sides, come on out. And then I'm thinking, I haven't heard the song in a little while. And I didn't have one of these little, you know, phone computers. And it's just like, I'm like walking around and thinking, Okay, each verse is about... I don't know what verse he's going to want me to sing. Each verse is about a different person and where they went and what they did. And so I'm just going over... Just letting you know, I feel what you're going through. Well, yeah, but that (laughs) song in
0: particular, that's a fucking story song. So everything is like a... Actually, how easy do you have it? You got it easy. I mean, I have it easy because I can just pull up right here. I mean, it's, it's eagerly... I, don't know. I think I need to take that from you. Oh no! no, 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 no. <laughs> you know you should you should you should confirm that these are the right lyrics. You know?
2: <laughs> that's right. It'll be like some
0: different thing. Yeah. You know
2: why don't you know no? Just sing whatever it says. <laughs> whatever okay. it tells you to sing.
0: I'll start singing in Spanish.
1: <laughs> All right, but first. We're gonna do but the other song. You're going to do, you're going to We're gonna some... do the
2: other song that you're not gonna listen to.
1: I'm gonna listen to this. You should listen to this This song's good. You should hear this song. I'm gonna I'm
2: listen
0: gonna with my, my ears and then shit my pants with my butt about the next song. I'm
1: watching right. this. Check
2: this out. I think this has got some uh, nice lyric twists right. that are have some humor value. All right. All right. Here we go. Um, this is a song called "Good for at Nothing."
1: I can't do nothing for anybody anymore Thank God You know I once did something for somebody But what for? It's something for some, 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 somebody But what for? Huh. Ask God Don't you know, you know I ran for something Every Everybody's on the floor Oh yeah. Tell me, what are you good for? Are you good, good for, for nothing? Is that what you're good for? you good, 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 good at something That's, what I'm, I'm at something. that's exactly what I'm good for I'm good at something That's exactly what I'm good for I'm good nothing. <laughs> Tell you that's something, something that is nothing. Whoa. Tell you that's something, something that is nothing. Whoa. Tell you that's something, something that is nothing. Tell you that's something, something that is nothing. well. Samuel says, Samuel says, Samuel says, Samuel says. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me what are you good for? What are you good, good for? For nothing. That's what you're good for. you good, good at something. Yeah, that's what I'm good for. I'm good, good at something. At
0: What's gonna happen I next? Had to, I had to pee. The second you said that, then
4: all of a sudden my body wanted to evacuate everything that was in it. So let me go pee real fast. I'll be right back. Be right back, right back. I'm gonna do it. So. Here, you can use my microphone. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll come
0: put on you on up front way. just like I just, Iggy. I could just sneak in behind. No, no, no. no that's Over here. here. And that's just, uh, just like oh, this, no, this, this, you right know, in the mushroom. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, why don't you bring the mic over here then?
0: So you're in between. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you comfortable with a mic in front? Yes. <laughs>
0: yes, I yes. think you're very comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm not comfortable playing with the violent femmes. Uh, that's you never happened before. Be so. it's, this is already a pleasure. <laughs> we
1: haven't even started. So also, sing
2: anytime you want.
1: What?
0: It's when I'm a...
2: Right
1: Trust myself, yeah. I'm so struck out. do great. I'm high as a kind. I just might stop to check you out. Let me go on. Like I blister in the sun. Let me go on. Big hands, I know you're the one. Two the second one, two the second one. <laughs> and feet, I stay in my seat. I don't even know why. my girl-
0: Out. I'm high as a cat, I just might stop to check you out, you out, you out. Oh man, I'm a-walk and I strike my stuff, then I'm so strong out. I'm high as a cat, I just might stop
1: to do it out, you out, you out. You're out. You're out.
0: soon. I'm like shaking from nerves. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys sounded That's fucking good. awesome. That's good. That's keeping you young. That keeps I, you young. I feel alive. <laughs> I feel so alive
3: right now. Alright, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming. I'll see you soon. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com Enjoy your burrito.